Hi everyone and welcome to the Grad Cracker and ITV webinar. This is my first webinar since returning from maternity leave and I'm so excited to be joined by such a fantastic employer for my first week back. Today we're going to be really getting to know ITV and finding out about their technology graduate programme by hearing from their recruiters and graduates. As many of you will know, ITV is the biggest commercial television network in the UK. I know a lot of you all have watched some of their fantastic TV programmes. But what you probably don't know is how diverse ITV's technology team is. And today you're going to find out just how exciting and dynamic their work is. Gradcracker have been working with ITV for coming up to five years. And I've worked with one of our panelists, Robbie, throughout that time to make sure that their Gradcracker company hub has all the information you need to put in a well-researched application. You can read more about their application processes, benefits and life at ITV on their Gradcracker company hub. ITV's technology graduate roles are closed for application for this year, but they'll be reopening those for applications in summer 2022 to start in March 2023. But their AI data scheme will be opening in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, if you're not already, then make sure you head to their hub after the webinar to follow them to make sure that you're alerted when the roles reopen. Right, without further ado, let me introduce our guests from ITV. Firstly, we have Robbie Kerr, who is a senior technology recruiter. Next, we have Tim Davis, senior enterprise architect and one of the creators of ITV's graduate scheme. Our graduates today are James Eels, who has just progressed from the technology graduate scheme to become a junior software engineer. And last but not least, Alfie Potter, who is a first year technology graduate. We'll be meeting Tim, James and Alfie shortly, but I'm going to hand you over to Robbie now to give a fuller overview of ITV. So Robbie, over to you. Tell us more about ITV. Thank you very much, Sophie. And uh, just to echo what Sophie said as well, um, you know, welcome to the call and thank you all for attending today. Um, so as Sophie introduced me as I am the senior technology recruiter here at ITV, um, if you like the lead recruiter for the, the graduate scheme. And um, yeah, just really wanted to kind of give you a bit of an introduction into ITV. Um, I'm sure a majority of you are aware of who we are. Um, but we certainly are a lot more than um, just TV. So, you know, we're a digitally led uh, media and entertainment company. And, you know, we, we like to think we create and bring out brilliant content to audiences uh, wherever, whenever and however they choose. And the way we kind of look at um, ITV really is that, you know, obviously we're a, we're a content producer, um, you know, classically a broadcaster as well, um, but also a company who has quite a, um, a large social purpose, if you like. So, you know, we, we've got an impact, um, if you like, that makes a real difference in society. So um, we, we've had campaigns uh, running across different television um, advertising um, channels. So for example, I'm not sure if anyone's seen the Eat Them to Defeat Them, like the Veg Power. Um, for example, you know, our kind of impact there is giving children, you know, 40% of children would eat more vegetables after eat, eat them to defeat them campaign. And, um, you know, we've even got things like uh, up to 100,000 lives helped as a result of, you know, ITV2's um, kind of blood squad campaign. So obviously giving blood, everything like that. Now, that's just a little bit about the impact, um, you know, social impact and how we kind of look at that at ITV. I mean, from a technology perspective, um, it couldn't be any more critical than it is to ITV today. Um, we're, you know, really kind of driving forward into the, the, the streaming world. Um, we've got the, the hub, uh, we've got the Hub Plus and um, Brickbox and the newly announced kind of IT, ITVX platform that's going to be launched, um, you know, Q4 2022. So these are all very much consumer facing platforms and we have a range of other kind of disciplines in the background that helps us support streaming, but also deliver a range of, you know, kind of broadcast um, and direct consumer kind of solutions as well. So whether that be kind of new sites, for example, um, you know, when there's 
real key kind of peak news events. Um, we have large volume, high, high traffic that comes to our, our kind of ITV's news sites. Obviously with um, the sports sites as well, when we have, um, you know, quite large um, sporting events, um, you know, I'm not sure if we all remember, I think England made a final last summer, didn't they? Um, okay. So, you know, that, yeah, it's very busy and obviously a very busy time for us on the hub. Um, and that kind of comes nicely into some of the other stuff that we do as well. Um, you know, obviously soccer raise a big part of ITV. Um, I think around 7 million raised from them, uh, UNICEF in 2019. Um, you know, we've got 20% of our workforce out there volunteering. Um, you know, we, we're looking to be net zero carbon by 20, 2030 as well. So we've got a lot of different initiatives that kind of mean more than just TV. Um, obviously, creating television for us is a key part of what we do day to day. You know, we're a broadcaster, we're a producer, we're a distributor. But we're also, you know, part of society as well. And we like to make sure we contribute to, to you know, the facets I just mentioned beforehand, but also society itself. Um, so when I say we're a distributor, um, what that means is there is a lot of content out there in the world that you wouldn't necessarily associate with ITV, but is ITV produced. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the biggest shows on BBC um, over the last two, three years was The Bodyguard. Um, again, you know, an ITV produced show. Um, and you'd be quite surprised uh, worldwide the types of um, cultures who are interested in certain shows that ITV have, you know, whether it be, you know, Miss Marple and, you know, a variety of Midsummer Wines, you know, uh, Midsummer Murders, sorry. So all these different kind of different programs have real cult followings worldwide. You know, we distribute worldwide in that regard as well. And as I say, you know, we're really kind of investing in the future of ITV technology, and we really like to do that through internships and kind of graduate schemes. Mm -hmm. So, the graduate scheme ties really nicely into how we kind of operate as a business. Um, you know, we, we obviously hire experienced and established um, professionals, but we also like to hire professionals at the early stages of their career and help kind of grow, develop their skill set from a professional cap uh, capacity, but also from a personal capacity as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just uh, an example of the type of development um, and the courses that are available to employees at ITV um, and, you know, successful graduates, for example, would be um, inclusive hiring. How do we create unconscious, uh, how do we remove any unconscious bias in the hiring process? Mm -hmm. um, how do we analyze data? So, you know, trying to get, teach people how to, to kind of interpret data, analyze that and, you know, present that back in terms of visualizations. Um, we even have, you know, arts and craft sessions, um, you know, teaching us how to make uh, terrariums, for example. And, you know, there's, so there's, it's a really kind of, a fantastic culture it's, it's a real friendly um, place to be you know I think people mm -hmm. generally uh, have a sincere care for you know your your development your your you know your your health um, your work-life balance yeah. and I think you know it's a key part of what maybe makes ITV a little bit different um, in, in this kind of modern working world that we live in so a, a prime example of that would be uh, the pandemic created uh, this this whole new kind of remote work in this hybrid kind of method yeah. Um, we were very much pushing that kind of, well, that, that kind of type of um, working pattern long before the, the kind of pandemic hit. Um, we called it smart working. Our aim was to become the most flexible um, kind of employer within media. Yeah. So it kind of gives a little bit of an idea really as to, to where we kind of feel we're at. Um, I won't go too deep into the graduate scheme. Obviously, we've got Tim here who can give you a little bit more kind of insight into that. Yeah. But just from a high level, you know, um, there's a wide range of technology across the board at ITV. So, you know, we've got some production, post-production stuff, um, you know, accelerated file transfer, transcoding, video technologies, uh, software development, for example, um, which could include like kind of automated deployments, open source technologies. Um, we have something called the common platform, which is where 
it is the common platform for all of our applications to be deployed into ITV. So we've got DevOps, cloud uh, tech, um, PHP, HTML, CSS, you know, quite a wide range of different kind of um, software engineering languages, mm -hmm. um, video player, a technology, you know, codec and streaming technology. Um, and then there's, you know, quite a wide range of kind of client specific technology as well. So for example, you've got the various uh, flavors of the hub um, across, you know, smart TVs, uh, games consoles, uh, tablets, um, but then you've also got specifically iOS apps, Android, Roku, Chromecast, Amazon Fire Stick, and, you know, Xbox and Freeview as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a little insight into to the scheme and to, to kind of ITV really in general. Um, we contain a lot of information on our website about more life at ITV as well. So we have communities, we have networks that all support one another and our employees within the business. And, you know, the, these networks go and have, you know, large events. Um, they create communities internally within ITV as well. So I think, yeah, the, the, the key message I like to, to kind of say about ITV, we are more than TV. You know, we are people, uh, we're an organization who really has people at the heart of things and technology um, alongside that as well. Great. Thank you very much, Robbie. So like Robbie said, we're going to be hearing more from James and Alfie about the actual experiences on the on the technology graduate scheme and some of the things that, that you can get involved in. And as, as Robbie has said, there's so much more to ITV than just TV. And some of the projects that James and Alfie have been working on will give you a bit of a flavour of that. Um, and it's going to be so, so interesting for you guys to hear about all of that. I'm going to head to meet Tim now. Um, who's going to give us a bit of a broader overview of the graduate scheme itself, being one of the people that founded the scheme and, you know, knows everything about it. Um, but start to start off with Tim, just tell us a little bit more about what your role is now and how you're involved with the graduate programme as well. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Effie. So um, my role at ITV is the enterprise architecture team. Um, so we're a small group that sit in the middle of all of our different technology teams. So as Robbie's been kind of describing, ITV is a producer, a broadcaster and a distributor. And what that really means for us is that we've got some some amazing uh, technology teams who are coalesced around those goals. So our studios and production technology teams know everything there is to know about getting our programs made, produced and ready for delivery. The ITV Hub and the ITVX teams are, are, are out there. They're building those user applications. They're building those experiences for consumers to interact with and to access all of that really great content. Uh, we've got all of the, uh, we call it group technology, but all of the kind of functions that you'd expect of any large organization. So cybersecurity, infrastructure management, project management, and change management. We have, of course, you know, kind of the, the laptops and devices and, and, and all of the infrastructure and workplace that deliver all of those tools as well. Sitting in the middle of all those different functions is our enterprise architecture team. And we help basically to um, coalesce a strategy to help those different units work together to essentially deliver on ITV's overall strategy of growing and, and, and becoming the, 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 the home for streaming in the UK. Um, what that really means in terms of um, my role with the graduate program is because we sit in the middle, we have the best visibility of, of skills and gaps and areas where we need to develop skills. And we also have the kind of contacts and the, the links to be able to kind of develop and to grow those. So we've been running the graduate program at ITV for about five years now. And we've had somewhere just over 20 people who've been through. So it's a relatively small scale. Um, and I think that's quite important kind of to talk about. And hopefully James and, and Alfie will give you, give you a bit of a feel of what that means in, in reality. But what, what it really kind of talks to is the, the level of kind of personalization of the graduate program. And yeah. um, we've got three roles or three, three goals and three jobs to do as part of the graduate yeah. program. So the first is to help, you know, students fresh out in university who've got a bit of an idea about what it is they want to achieve and the direction they want to move their career in. And um, we help you find out what you're really good at. So it might be something different than, than what you expect when you join. And we might just help you to confirm the, the, the kind of the, the thoughts that you already have. 
Um, so Robbie's already talked about the kind of breadth of areas with the, the, that we cover. If I just kind of zoom in on the ITVX and ITV Hub engineering teams as an example of some of the areas where, where current and ex-graduates have, have, have ended up working, um, we have got both front-end and back-end engineers working in um, the ITV Hub teams. Uh, we've got a security software specialist who works uh, very closely kind of linked in between our cybersecurity team and the engineering teams in ITV Hub. One of the UX and UI designers is one of our previous graduates. We have product management, product management of some of those services, and we have project delivery within the ITB Hub team and software test and development as well. So that's just kind of an example, even just within the ITB Hub and with the the, the kind of um, the software development and and kind of product features of ITB Hub. We've got half a dozen different roles there that our ex graduates are, are, are filling. So it kind of gives you a bit of an idea of even within that kind of group, we've got that that kind of breadth and diversity of skills. Yeah. So the first job within the graduate program is to help you kind of find out what it is that you're good at and how best to use your skills, your knowledge and the, the, the education that you've got to, to, to take that and then to turn that into the beginnings of a career. I say the beginnings of a career because actually the second thing that we're trying to do is make sure that you've got a really broad base. So even if you know that you want to go down a route of software engineering, we'll give you those skills and that knowledge and that, that kind of confidence to talk to uh, cybersecurity or cloud engineering. We will get you working with the production team. So it might not be for you know more than a couple of weeks, but we might, we might, you know, we've had software engineers who've ended up doing two weeks working with the ITV daytime production team in, in the studios in White City, because it gives you a really good kind of understanding and feel for the breadth of careers and the breadth of skills it takes to run a large media organization. What that really gives you is it's not just about finding that first role of where you want to kind of move into and where you want to start your career, but it gives you the confidence to change later on, to adapt. You know, some people talk about kind of T-shaped careers where you have a really good breadth of knowledge and then a depth in one specific areas. I think of it more like a pyramid. We take this really wide base and this wide foundation and we allow you to create layers on top of that, working towards a, you know, working towards a career. But no one ever follows a, you know, this old adage of a kind of a careers ladder is pretty much, you know, out the window now. If you're starting off now on a career that's going to last 40 years, mm-hmm. I can tell you for a fact, it's not a ladder. You're not going to start at the bottom and start climbing your way up. It's much more like a game of snakes and ladders where one minute you might turn left, you might decide to go and shift careers and go somewhere else. So, but giving you that kind of foundation and that breadth of knowledge, it gives you that really good start to find out where you want to go and to give you the skills to get there as well. Yeah. The third goal of the technology graduate program is to make sure you have that skills and that knowledge to progress in that first step. So once you've found out and developed and kind of come up with the idea of where it is you want to progress, it's making sure that you have those skills to progress and those skills to kind of build that start of that career. And almost always that involves multiple placements that give you not just one area, but actually give you ways of kind of reinforcing that and actually taking it and developing it further. So, you know, software engineering and cybersecurity are two areas that actually work hand in hand really closely when it comes to kind of delivering safe, secure, and, and, and kind of protected applications. So if you can do, you know, say, let's say a four month placement within a software engineering teams and two months with a cybersecurity team, it gives you that breadth and that balance and that kind of context to be a better kind of a better software engineer in the longer term, because you have those links and, and, and that knowledge around those other sort of kind of supporting areas as well. Brilliant. Don't mind me asking. Sorry, sir. No, so, you know, you know, if I was a student now listening, thinking, oh, God, this sounds, Brown's brilliant. You know, where can I start to almost show you, Tim, when I am applying this, that I've got these skills or, you know, I've got the passion to, you know, improve on these skills. Is there any kind of skills that you like to look for as a foundation in, a, in an applicant? Is there any kind of skills there that you would say that stands out? Um. There's only really two things that we look for in technology graduates, and and we sum it up. Um, it's slightly cheesy, but we use the word smart and kind. 
they're the they're the, they're essentially our goals when we're recruiting people. When we talk about smart, it's not necessarily in what you've learned. It's about it's about how you learn things. It's about how you grow, how you adapt, and how you continue to show that not only are you learning things that are being taught to you, but actually you've got that passion to go away and find out you know more depth about things, to go away and develop skills on your own. This again, we talk about kind of like you know forty year careers. That means you're going to have to continue to learn, to relearn, to develop, to kind of progress your skills. And that in itself is a is a is a kind of a characteristic. So the first thing that we look for in, in applications, and this is across both the the kind of application form and CV, across the assessment centre and across interview, we're looking for people who like to learn things, who like to to solve problems, and who want to continue to progress and to develop themselves. Yeah. And then the second access, the second criteria we talk about is kind, and and really that's about. Um, None of us are individuals, you know, no man is an island, but actually you can't build these applications. You can't build these kind of, you know, these these really great consumer experiences on your own and individually. So we all work in teams and we all have to build networks and we all have to build links across different areas. And so kindness is about the ability to work in a team, to collaborate, to work together. Robbie talked a little bit about culture at ITV and that's that's kind of a big thing. You know, we we work together, um, we build close relationships with, uh, with lots of different teams across ITV and we try and make it a nice, friendly and, and kind place to work. So really that's what it's about. Smart is the ability to kind of learn things and, and solve problems. And then kindness is about how you are as a person and how you interact with others. Interesting. There's, you know, the technical and the kind of the softer skills as well. So that's, you know, two main points. If I was a student listening now thinking, oh, there's kind of things I should be mentioning in my application. So very good. On, on those, those technical skills, it's probably worth mentioning as well that um, breadth of knowledge and breadth of experience is, is really important for us. We have recruited technology graduates who've been fantastic software engineers who've never written a line of code before they start work at ITV. So it's not so much about kind of what is the degree that you've done and tell us how that has prepared you for life as a software engineer. It's far more about how do your experiences as an individual contribute to your overall ability to learn new things. We've had people from maths backgrounds who turns out are absolutely amazing software engineers. It's that same kind of brain. It's a problem solving. So um, when we kind of talk about the kind of degrees that we recruit from, it's the entire breadth of STEM and actually people outside of STEM subjects as well who've got that kind of experience and that desire to learn things so really um it's not so much about what you have learned and what you've been taught before it's much more about who you are as a person and how you go about solving problems yeah and what makes you tick that's a really good point really really good point so yeah you know just because it's you're looking for a technology graduate or the title might be that doesn't mean like you say you have to even have written a line of code before you've even started yeah really good point there so I'm going to move on to James and Alfie and just going to find out a bit what life is like for you as a graduate um so Alfie I'm going to start with you so if you could just tell us go right back to the beginning so where you studied and what did you study Yes, so I studied at Cardiff University. Um, I studied computer science with a (laughs) year in industry. Um, So that was a four-year scheme. Uh, In my third year, I went and did a placement in a company called Atradius, which was a finance company. Okay. So you knew from getting that experience, you know, did that help you to make a decision when you're applying for ITV that they were going to be the ideal employer for them? Um. The biggest yes, thing I'm is it, it, it <laughs> helped me, it basically helped me know what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to work in, a, 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 quite for me, a boring industry like finance. It just was, I wasn't excited about the work I did. Yeah. And then that's when I knew that actually that was important rather than the role. It's yeah. actually the work you do has a big impact 
so yes it did. yeah and I'm sure for Tim and Robbie you know that experience as a recruiter that looks good on Alfie's application because he then knows when he's applying he's going to be even more passionate because he's more you know proud of what he wants to do and how he wants to do and what, how he's going to get there so I'm sure that was a good thing so, this is what I say all the time this is the great yeah. thing about getting a year in industry doesn't matter yeah. which way it goes it you know it's a lot to think about once you've done it absolutely I I I don't I, everyone I know that did my degree ended up doing a placement year and uh, we all found it helpful even if we didn't necessarily find the year placement itself helpful when we finished we felt that we were more well versed understanding like what yeah. the job market's like and um what, what you don't want if you didn't enjoy it but then you know if you did enjoy it and you want to work in that company later on that's yeah. also great but I don't know I don't think I would have been I would be here if I didn't do that because yeah. I don't think I would have understood what I wanted to do properly enough to apply at the right places. It, it was a really great opportunity. So if people are listening, if they have an option to do one still, 100% do it. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Perfect. Thanks, Alfie. And James, what did you study and where did you study? Uh, yeah, so hi, I studied at the University of Hull where I did a BSc Computer Science with a year in industry as well. Uh, so I started studying in 2016, graduating in 2020. So Fantastic. after me saying that you don't need to have a computer science degree, I know I was thinking. <laughs> you graduate program might be both of them. Both of. That's uh, why we needed to get that in early, Tim, to make sure that yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pure coincidence. Um, so now onto a bit about your roles. So Alfie, I'll come back to you. So if you could just tell us a bit about what it's currently like to be a front end developer, and tell us a bit about the team and everything that you're working in. Yeah, so I'll quickly just go back because um, a great thing about the scheme is that you try lots of different roles. Um, a lot of schemes say that, but here at ITV, like that is very true because I started in September and currently I'm in my fourth rotation. Oh, really? Um, all, yeah, uh, all rotations of which I have chosen. Um, I wasn't forced into any of them. I was like, I want to go here, here and here. And then every time I've done a placement, I've been like, okay, let's go and try this area instead. So um, since joining, I've worked in the security team, working on some security dashboards, which we will discuss a little bit later. I then worked in the common platform team, which is uh, our team that works with the cloud. Uh, currently, we're using AWS quite heavy. So I worked with the uh, AWS and um, started working on some certifications and things like that. I've just finished a placement as an ADM, which is an agile delivery manager or a scrum master, you may have heard in the industry. Um, and that was for a separate division, but within technology. Um, and now I'm a front end engineer, which is kind of the more common what you'd expect uh, as a role, I guess, um, in the on demand team, which is like working on the actual website and the apps and things like that. So mm -hmm. since being here, I've worked in four different teams and actually in four different sections of technology. Wow, brilliant. That's a lot so, that yeah. really mirrors what you're saying to him about this kind of pyramid scheme, isn't it? You know, that's a lot. That's quite a lot of experience out there you've got already, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, it was my choice to move around because um, some people might think they want to spend more time in the placement. And that's completely uh, that's completely possible. But for mm -hmm. me, um, I like spending like a month and a half, two months. And then if, if I feel like I want to stay, I would have. But if I'm like, you know what, I'm ready to move on to try something else. And that's kind of what's happened. Um now, I want to kind of also clear up that both myself and James are in engineering roles right now, but that is only one role within kind of the entire technology field. As I've said, I've worked as a security analyst, a uh, cloud engineer, um, a project kind of ADM manager. Um, so despite us kind of being quite engineer heavy right now, 
that isn't a role that you have to do because I know not a lot of people want to do engineering. Like I do find there's a lot of other technology jobs that people prefer and they are here. They're like, there's a plethora of them. So I kind of just wanted to state that too. Because for me, I'm not sure if I want to do an engineering role. I'm really looking forward to this placement because I get to work on the website and the new ITVX that was announced last week. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still up in the air if it's something I'll do permanently. But that's the great thing because I don't have to decide now. I can give it a go and just see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Brilliant. James, coming to come to you next. Same kind of question. So what life is like so far on the, the, the scheme? Yeah, so uh, since I joined in September 2020, I've ended up doing, I think me me and Tim were sort of recapping this a while back and we worked out it was something like 14, 15 placements I've done over 18 months. Wow. Um, in a wide range of fields, um, from on-demand teams, so very similar to where Alfie is now, sort of working with uh, the teams behind things such as ITVX, ITV Hub. Um, I also got to spend a lot of time on something called we call it our content supply chain. So a lot of teams that focus on getting our content from our producers, from our internal studios, from our external partners, from people such as say Warner Brothers, if they're providing us content, then feeding that in and then getting it going through that process of going all the way. So it eventually ends up on your TV screen or on your TV or computer, wherever you're watching. Gosh, that is amazing. Another great example. How that's just this is I would say this is quite unique really to how much experience you get and I don't think I've come across many other graduates that have got as much experience in such a short space of time no and that's something that came across so much when when we were having our chat last week and I think it's so important to get across that everything about this scheme is led by you so you know if you are lucky enough to land yourself onto the the ITV technology scheme you can really build your career from scratch. You can say, right, this is my passion area. This is where I want to go and explore that. Or do what like Alfie and James have done where they said, you know what, we want to get a, a breadth of experience in as many places as we can and then kind of decide later on where we want to kind of maybe more specialise. But it, it's, it's fantastic like to think that you really can completely build that. And we're going to hear more about that as we kind of talk more to the grads about training and day-to-day life and things like that. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Alfie, I'll come back to you in terms of applying for ITV. You know, I'm guessing with the, you know, your industrial placement experience that you got, you had a bit of a, a drive, you kind of knew what you wanted to do. But why did you choose ITV? Was this one of the factors because of this programme or? Yeah, so um, kind of, you know, to be candid, uh, I was, you know, looking on Gradcracker. Um, and other sites we won't name names Greg Hacker was the main one um, and I was typing in kind of very common titles such as you know, technology graduate um, they escape me now but there's another one that's very similar to technology graduate um, I can't think of it now but like a lot of you know a lot of companies use the same name for their programs which is nice because you can then like sift through and have a look at them all um, I knew that I wanted to be on a program rather than be in a set role because yeah. I didn't know the role I wanted to be in. So I, was, I knew I was looking for a program and normally programs involve options of moving around the company. Um, but mostly it's like six months placement in this place mm-hmm. and this place. Um, so when I came across ITV, my initial attraction, um, especially on the website, was the logo. And I was like, oh, ITV. I was like, oh, technology. I guess, of course, they have technology. Let, let's have a little look at what they're doing. And I go in there and I see they've got a scheme. I was like, brilliant. Um, and then it linked it to their website that had a plethora of details about everything the scheme was about. And as I was reading it, I kind of like didn't 
fully believe it at first because one of the first sentences is like this scheme will allow you to work in devops cloud engineering management security and i was like like if that is true which obviously it is but like when it just seemed too good to be true i was like that's kind of everything i want to try i do literally want to try everything and i was like i could that's that's like everything i want to try like dip in dip out of um that would be brilliant um and then kind of read through it and, and kind of understanding a bit more about what you're actually working on um and then you know the company itself is a very creative uh company and i feel like i'm a creative individual and i thought you know that could work hand in hand and it just seemed like a good fit uh people when i was telling them i was applying would say it seemed to be like the fit of my personality um yeah. which might sound corny but to me i was like this role seemed like made for me because yeah. exactly what i wanted so it was a no-brainer that i applied um and then through applying, which we'll talk about later on, it, they were confirmed, like Tim confirmed to us how broad the scheme is and how much you can pick and choose what you want to do. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it all started off from the ITV, kind of the logo itself, the company being like, oh, that's something I never thought of. Yeah. And then reading into it, it was like, wow, no need to think they would do a program. They're doing a program that's, I didn't see anything like that in my year applying. Um, so I think it's unique. I'm pretty certain it's a unique role just kind of how it came about <laughs> no that's great and do you know what I bet Alfie as well when you were putting your application together I bet your passion came across in the application and this is something which I say to students a lot you know when you're doing your research don't then just chuck an application out there you yeah. know really understand what is that organization all about and you know do the do can you see yourself fitting in that organization because if you can that's something else to you know to talk about to mention and to show off about that you, you know you're going to be the right fit you want to try and be the right fit um so yeah exactly yeah because when you're looking for jobs i know everyone's in right now you know you do look everywhere because you can't necessarily just be like i'm gonna go for this company i have to get in there because yeah. it doesn't always work out you do have to have look for your options but when it comes to applying for a role you need to like give it your all because yeah. you need to see yourself working there otherwise it will show when you're in the application process if you actually want to be there if you were just applying for the sake of applying um and you know i did get the role so it might sound like i'm just saying this but itv is one of five that like i had like wholeheartedly put like a lot of effort in um and told me about the other four <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't matter interesting yeah. everything but, now but the thing is because yeah, you, you do <laughs> apply for, you know you, you apply for other ones you know it yeah. happened um but i spent two weeks on the itv application because yeah. And the great thing about uh, in my year, um, I believe it would carry on, is that they don't close. They close on the closing day. They don't close like earlier, which I found quite nice because I was I was like, okay, if they're going to close on the fifteenth of December. I think it was. Um, that won't be the same, but it was my year, and I could like work on the questions um, and focus on the application. Um, and I think that showed me rather. I didn't just do it that night when I found it. I was like, right, let's do a proper research. Let's, and I think it, like, you know, it worked out because I think I sh- it showed yeah. that yeah. I wanted it. I'm just rambling, but that, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you focus on it and put the time and effort in, they will see that, and you will get yeah. to the next stage to be able to see them in person. One of yeah. the questions that we ask on the application process is, why do you want to work at ITB? What is it about ITB that makes you passionate about working here? 
Um, and that's really, that's, a, that's a really big selection criteria. I mean, people people will look at the application process and they will kind of say, oh, it's a question, what do you want to go? And, and they'll, they'll put their CV in, they'll, as, as you kind of said, Jessica, they'll, 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 they'll want it, mm. but then they just kind of submit their CV and, and, and leave it to it. Those questions are a real part of what we're looking for. And it's showing yeah. that passion, it's showing that desire, it's showing that, that kind of ambition. This is why you should hire me. This is why I'm better than everybody else. And this is why I really want to work at ITV. And this is why I want to take on this role. Yeah. yeah. And to highlight as well, we um, in the first step of our review process, we're not actually reviewing CVs. We're reviewing the answers to those questions. So you can kind of I always say and advise to people that, you know, if you're doing high volume of applications, still make sure that you're putting that time and that effort into each one individually. Because as I say, yeah, you know, your, your answer to what makes you suitable for, for a technology role could be the difference between you getting that opportunity at assessment center and maybe not so. Um, yeah. A prime example would be. Um, you know, a, a large percentage of people who apply for the scheme would also have some kind of STEM degree. So by using your degree as a suitability for the role ITV, you're ne necessarily, well, you're selling yourself short almost because I'm sure there's many more skills or many more passions that you can bring to the role outside of your degree that have, you know, mm. may have even influenced you to take that degree on in the first place, for example. Yeah. So, you know, always, yeah, always think about, um, you know, even if you're outside of a technology degree, um, just being able to see that passion for technology come through in the answers is is more than sufficient. And as yeah. Robbie said, if, if you know, it doesn't matter how fantastic your CV, and if, if if you haven't answered those questions, if you can't prove and you can't justify why you want to work at ITV, your CV will not get read. That is for us. It's about finding people, right? It's not necessarily about looking at, at, at what your results were at A levels and what your what your kind of degree level results were. It's understanding who are you as an individual. You know, yep. why do you want to work here? What is it about you that sets you apart from other people? Why do you like solving problems? Why do you think the media industry is the place that you want to work? And if you can justify that, then we move on and then we look at your CV and then we go through the, the assessment center and the kind of interview process. But it's just confirming those same things. Who are you as a person and what makes you suitable for this role? Yes. Which I, I think it can be intimidating because you're, because you're thinking, oh, you're talking about, you know, the CV you'd expect to be the first thing to look to look at. But I think using the questions is actually really important because it gives everyone kind of that level playing field. Mm. So even if you don't think your grades are the, the best, you know, they meet the criteria, but they're not the highest of the high, like grades don't show everything. Mm. Um, and the questions you get asked, obviously they can't show everything about your personality, but there's enough room there for you to get across like why you want to work there, why you should work there um, or here, sorry. And that speaks more than kind of experience on a piece of paper. Um, yeah. And when we, we kind of, me and Tim spoke about it a bit more when we actually got the roles, which is quite fascinating, finding out, you know, like the process of how it all went down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and knowing kind of the, you know, if I hadn't spent that time, I wouldn't be here because, you know, I, I did it because I wanted to like make sure the answers were good. But, you know, I didn't realise they were that important. Yeah. So now you're here hearing this, like I think this is like a gold mine to know how important those questions are. Um, yeah, so good thing you turned up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. James, um, I don't know if you want to add to any of that in terms of, you know, did you feel the same when you put your application? What was your initial attraction yeah. to ITV? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd always been interested in sort of a media technology background. I've been lucky enough to, I'm sort of that person who will look at all the behind the scenes documentaries and figure out how all those things oh, happened. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, and what I, when I saw a scheme that had the opportunity to combine my interest in technology and systems and all that technical skills that I had, plus my interest in media and sort of combine the two together, I was like, this looks like a great opportunity. And the flexibility it had across 
the wide breadth that is ITV mm-hmm. immediately brought my interest in. So I knew that I wanted to absolutely put my best foot forward and uh, apply for the scheme. And it met, uh, then the next challenge was immediately then make sure I bring that across in those questions. Yeah. I had, you know, a couple of questions to sort of explain what was I interested in, how, why I wanted to be at ITV. So I really worked on making sure that I got those answers across as clear as I could because I knew that if I could explain how that how interested I was outside then I would stand a chance. Did you give examples of things that you'd watched or things that you'd done? I think I mentioned um <laughs> I, I seem to remember that I mentioned uh watching one of the behind the scenes programs I think it was uh, the Olympics I seem to recall um yeah. because I'd watched some documentaries that were like this is how we do a technology wise, how we do a broadcast of the scale of the Olympics. Now, obviously we, and we obviously do complicated scales and broadcasts. Now I'm actually here at ITV. One of the big ones, obviously I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity when it's in Australia, you know, we're getting a program live halfway around the world. And I've been lucky enough since to meet the teams that actually make that possible and sort of learn how they managed to make it so that when you tune into ITV and watch I'm a Celeb, you just see the program. Yet behind the scenes, there is this whole group of people making sure that it happens every night. So exciting news. It's supposed to be back in Australia, isn't it, this year? I don't know if there's been an announcement yet. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I can't say anything. Yeah. Um, we kind of hope so. Um, a fun fact, it's actually more expensive and harder for us to produce from Wales than Australia. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a higher likelihood of your entire production getting swept away in a storm in uh, Wales as oh, it happened yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So um, yeah. I think it's um, because over the years where the, the show's been running for so long, we already have like an existing logistical, um, you know, everything's already in place. So mm-hmm. the, the the Welsh Castle, two years into its kind of tenure now, so we're still having to build and still add, and you know, aspects to it. Whereas the the jungle's already there in, in kind of Australia, so to speak. So so yeah, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more expensive to to produce from uh, Wales than Australia, which is yes. um, something yes. you would never expect, would you? No, never. Exciting. So yes, I sorry if I leaked that. We were talking about that at the weekend. So <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, like I just want to get my insider info. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. I'll um I'll pop you a, a secret email after the call. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> I know, it's I right. secret email. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I think that leads us on really nicely actually to um finding out a bit more about some of the projects that you guys have actually worked on since you've been at ITV. Because yeah. I know that you've um some of the stuff that we talked about previously has is, is been so interesting, but let's come back to you, James, to start with. Um, what's your favourite project been so far? Because I know this one was, I, I think it's fascinating. Yes, so, uh, so absolutely one of my favourite projects that I've done for my time here at ITV was uh, in January of last year. I got invited to work closely with one of our news teams, uh, the team based in Wales and Cardiff. And alongside broadcast engineers, I helped create the graphic system that was used for the Welsh local, for the Welsh Senate elections. So I worked closely with one of our engineers to produce things like the party maps, where you see the colour-coded maps with all different, with who's won which seats, all the graphics about percentages, seat totals. Uh, I worked on the system behind the scenes to make that all happen. So I got a couple of weeks of intense working on the project closely, me with the engineers, 
And I was very lucky enough to be invited back when the actual production was running and to be able to assist uh, during the actual broadcast in May of last year. Wow. I mean, that's just another thing of, you know, not just TV. This, you know, we've got the intersection of politics now into media, TV, broadcasting. Um, It must have been so interesting to kind of get that that insight into that area as well. Is there anything that when you were doing that project, you think, okay, there's one technical aspect of this that really stood out or is it just the whole thing that you loved? I think the whole thing was a really impressive project, but one thing that was quite interesting was we were, and we've talked about this through uh, media industry, was that this project was actually using cloud-based graphics. Okay. So the so the graphics weren't actually, so traditionally graphics are produced locally using hardware on site. We've got specialist hardware that allows us to do it. Here, we were actually generating all of our graphics in the cloud. So we were getting our data, sending it up, and then getting all of these graphics generated uh, using web-based technologies and then bringing them back into our production workflow, which was, I think, a first for us within ITV. So it was really exciting to be sort of at the forefront of trying a new technology uh, within ITV. Wow, I mean, I mean, it, that boggles my mind that that can yeah, even be possible, to be honest. <laughs> does that it's mean always... it's the updated life then? So as results and things were coming in, the graphic would change automatically? And... Yeah, that was one of the big things that we actually worked on was getting it so that as our reporters were receiving results, they were at each of the counts. And as the counts were coming in, they were then sending our data to us. We then put it into the system. Then all of our maps, graphics updated in real time. So the moment a result came in, the map was updated. The new results were available to our presenters in the studio because we wanted to make sure that all that information was right there to tell the story. I suppose that's kind of like the new pressure of society now, isn't it? You know, it's got to be that instant, you know, as it comes in, updating. You can't leave it and say, oh, yeah, source, this is, you know, 20 minutes out of date. We're going to come back in, you know, in half an hour and we'll have it updated. It just can't work like that, can it? No. And being able to have such a real time generating system meant that we could produce better quality graphics than we've done in previous years. In previous years, we used an older legacy system. It was much harder to generate fancier levels of graphics. So now we were able to bring this more dynamic set of graphics in as part of those changes. And that was a huge benefit of going to this system. Mm. I think you can talk about that kind of, um, you know, sometimes we talk about kind of why things like this are really exciting, really interesting. Something to kind of, I'm going to speak speak for James a little bit here. One of the things about kind of working on things like, you know, the, the, the Welsh election, as James talked about, is it's things that people can really relate to. Here is something I did. And here is, here is how you can kind of interact with that. And the same is true of working on, say, the ITV Hub team. You can kind of turn around to your friends and say, look, well, I helped to build ITV Hub. It's something everybody can relate to. It's kind of, you know, building something and designing something and helping to deliver something that is so kind of relevant and so kind of important to people's lives. This is, this is what I do. This is how I do it. It's so much more kind of uh, relatable and, um, and I guess kind of empowering than, than necessarily working on things that are kind of hidden behind the scenes a little bit, being that much closer to the things that people use yeah and I guess it's the importance of communicating isn't it you know you're giving information to people and making you know the general public understand ITV's message in that case you know and it's it's the pressures on you guys to get it right but also make sure you communicate in the graphic in the right way that the person people are understanding it they get it and they're not confused by it so there's so much pressure absolutely 
we absolutely worked really closely with our news colleagues uh, to make sure that the graphics were exactly what they needed to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we gave them plenty of options and we liaised closely with them over many months, uh, both before both before I sort of came onto the project and after to sort of make sure that it was exactly what was needed. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit on that on that place that James was talking about as well. I think we had about two weeks notice on that one. And one of the things, I mean, we talk about kind of the ability to influence and, and change the placements and change your experience as you go. Sometimes that comes from without as well. It's not just your influence on, on, on how it happens. Sometimes opportunities occur and it's about seizing them and making sure that you get to take part in those projects. You get to be a part of those really kind of interesting events. We've had it a few times now and there's a few other kind of um, examples that we can use of, of projects that have come up relatively short notice that have allowed graduates to really be involved in things both in terms of the the kind of the 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 kind of new groundbreaking technology that James is talking about with kind of cloud graphics but also in those those really kind of interesting opportunities to get that much closer to the production business or the news business or kind of areas like that and just to really get involved into those projects and even um, as far as you know solving a lot of pro- um, problems that we have internally at ITV as well. So, you know, I think there was a, a case of one graduate put together a, uh, a plan for an infrared uh, meeting room system so that if the meeting room was booked, but not in use, it would know from heat signals and body signals and that room would then be back open for, for booking if somebody hasn't turned up, for example. So it kind of also provides room for people to, to kind of innovate and problem solve internally at ITV as well as externally facing stuff with consumers. So that I has- I think that- um- leads on quite nicely to, to Alfie's project actually that um you were going to tell us about today because that was that was involved in in security at ITV wasn't it you know making sure that your security systems were as up to scratch as they could be so tell us a bit more about that as Alfie. Yeah so that was on my first placement in September I joined the security team and at that moment they didn't have a good way of reporting current problems and the security threats they use kind of Excel sheets or or some sort of form of like uh, online sheets that uh, you have to manually put in uh, the information. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that they wanted to track wasn't crucial to the business, but it was important to be aware that we had like stopped this um, and fixed this problem and, and whatnot. So they wanted a way to visualize it a bit better so that stakeholders and higher up managers were able to understand where the time is being used the time and effort of the security team so when i joined they were like oh yeah we're just looking for a way of like better visualizing this you know maybe a dashboard of some form and i'd actually worked on uh, dashboarding at university in a random project and i just went off and gave it a go because they gave me the full trust that i was gonna produce something and there wasn't pressure for me to make something amazing but they were giving me the option to make a solution to a problem that they needed solving that was going to be used after I'd left the placement. So it felt really important, but I didn't feel pressured because I'd just joined. They weren't like, this needs to be done. They were like, this is a great opportunity. You know, we would like someone to do it. Do you want to give it a go? Let's see how that how that kind of progresses. Um, and yeah, it went really, really well. I was able to produce a few dashboards and um, I ended up connecting with a lot of teams throughout the business that the security team weren't aware of that worked on dashboards for other teams. So before I'd left, I created several connections for the security team. So they were able to, uh, even though I wasn't there, make dashboards with um, these new teams and colleagues that they um, I introduced to them um, and improve the uh, dashboard that I'd created to them as kind of like a basis. Um, now, kind of perfect timing, 
that I knew it was being used by dashboard um, kind of internally within the team, but I wasn't sure if it was uh, made available to higher up managers and being seen by like the, the big bosses, as you may say. Um, but I found out yesterday that it is, and it's been developed and evolved since then to the point where it's required a permanent role to look after it. Um, but that all started from my exploratory kind of project that I did when I joined only three Oh, it's about five months ago now. It feels a lot shorter than that. Um, wow. Yeah, so a bit of a weird way of going about it. I tell you all that like, there's a lot of different aspects that kind of made it a really solid project. Um, and it kind of leads nicely into, I think, what Tim was slightly mentioning earlier, that like you have an impact, like your work isn't just trivial. So every, every placement I've been on, I've worked on something that's being used either internally or you can see it externally. Uh, and that just kind of took me off so it took me by surprise a bit thinking that I was kind of being trusted in being able to do that but they trust you because they've hired you for a reason and there's a support network around you to help you get things done um, and it's great it's just great to see that that was something that I was I worked on so so beginning into my career at ITV and it's still being used mm-hmm. that's why that's why I quite start, like it. Um, your career have something a project like that and then you know like you said, find out that it's still being used, it's been built upon. But that trust that's been placed in you so early on is just a great foundation to know, do you know what? Okay, gives you confidence on any future projects that you do as well, doesn't it? And yeah, that's a really great way to start your career. Absolutely. Like you're being yeah. yeah. And then like another quick example was the placement I've just come from as an ADM. I wasn't just a supervising ADM. I wasn't like um, shadowing someone because I had prior experience in my placement a few years back. Um, I was given a whole team to run like really? as and I, I was running a team that was in charge of extremely important aspects to the company and I was trusted in the taking up that role and being primarily the person who did it um and yeah at first it was a bit like intimidating but I told Tim that you know I was able to do it and if he said you know if you need support let me know um but then at the end of the day it succeeded and it went really really well but mm-hmm. I was kind of given the option to do that and so I took it and it went really well but you know, not everywhere can offer that kind of those roles. I think it's just awesome to be able to have that option, and and it happens in every placement. For most yeah. people, you're always working on something that is important and actually has an impact. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's interesting as well, just because it kind of leads on to the next subject that we wanted to cover, which is training and development. Because obviously, you're coming into this organisation, and a lot of these technologies you won't have ever had experience of before. Um, so what sort of training and development have you guys had like throughout your your time so far and how does it go about that you, you get that training is it is it requested by you is it sometimes enforced how does that work James I'll start with you on that one yeah I've been lucky to have quite a bit of tra- training in sort of different fields over my time so one of the things was one that a number of our other developers within the company was getting as well so I got to do uh, an AWS training day so we had some senior engineers come in and they sort of assisted us we got a lot of hands-on practice with AWS technologies yeah um I I got to go on a training course on a complete different programming language that I'd never done before in a complete yeah. different paradigm of programming so that was a really interesting way to sort of do something that I hadn't really done some of it sort of gets planned and that one was actually a case of where me and Tim, we actually planned that into my uh, into my placement. So we actually said, actually, we want to take this time to do some training so I can then use it in different placements, which was really good. So mm-hmm. there's definitely that flexibility that we can sort of choose that in as well. Mm-hmm. And then you also learn a lot from being with the teams. A lot of the teams are really good at sort of if you come in with a base level of understanding um, of sort of basic concepts, 
they can then teach you the language, teach you the specifics of what you're doing, teach you the different modules they're working on. And over time, you pick that up. And as I say, with the amount of placements I've been into now, you can sort of, you know, I have a bit of knowledge everywhere that's really useful for when you are doing these multi, these crossover projects, because you never know when a bit of knowledge you used in a placement a few months back will come in really useful. Yeah. And that's something I found really good with sort of that breadth of exposure and experience. Yeah. And um, Alfie, coming to you, what sort of training have you had? Because I know you've both had quite, um, you've had different different training throughout your time. Yeah, I mean, it shows how unique the placements are. You know, we've had completely different experiences um, because, that, you know, that's possible. So I've only been here about six months next week. Um, but since then, I've had an ITV training session where for two weeks we um, went to different locations across the country, went to Manchester and Leeds. Um, where we got a kind of crash course about production and all that bits and, and how they make a TV channel and understanding how it gets to TV. So that training was really important for us to understand the base knowledge of what we're working on. So that was really, really great. Um, and I, we did that with fellow grads. Um, I actually did it with James because of COVID postponed his. So we were able to do it all together, which was really, really great. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then more on the technical side, I've had a um, front end training. I had that just before Christmas um, because I knew I was going to be doing a front end course, um, front end placement. So I got ahead of the time and, and we worked on a little training course for a few weeks there. Um, every week from last week onwards until I believe it's going to be May, I have AWS training um, with one of the um, cloud pl platform teams where we there's someone from AWS that comes in and speaks to us about like the basics of AWS and training us up like that. Um, and then that kind of has all been kind of set in stone by other teams and I've been able to join and things like that. But then mm -hmm. I've um, spoken with Tim and we're um, going to be working on some of AWS certifications. So um, uh, within reason, the company can offer to pay for certifications um, if it's going to benefit your career. So I'm looking to get the practitioner AWS certification because I do think I'm going to end up in a cloud specific role. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to work on that. And I asked and it was something, you know, you know there's no harm in asking. And Tim yeah. said, yeah, we can definitely work something out and um get that achieved for you so and that's only been six months yeah, so because, because the yeah. kind of careers are so diverse and the journeys through the graduate program are so diverse there isn't a one-size-fits-all so the training yeah. is kind of allocated individually depending on what are the things that you want to do whether that is kind of more on the kind of ux and design side whether it's more in software engineering if it's on security or cloud or you know a number of different kind of areas we kind of tr tweak it personalize it and really adapt it depending on what it is you want to get out yeah yeah. And I think that's a really good point that you said about as well, Alfie, is, you know, there's no harm in asking, you know, if you think that actually I would really benefit from training in this area, ask for it. And obviously Tim's been really supportive of that as well, you know, getting everything set up for you. So I think that's um, it's lovely to hear just how individualised this, this programme is for both of you. Obviously, James, you've just come off to the programme, you're now a fully fledged software engineer at, at ITV. And um, the other thing that, you know, when we were talking before is, it doesn't have to be a two-year graduate scheme, does it? You could roll off, you, it was 18 months, wasn't it, James, that you kind of... Yeah, so to... that's one of the big, one of the other things is because it scales so much, when you find that sort of niche of where you're going, they, they sort of help you with that transition whenever you feel you're ready. Yeah. So for some people, they transition off uh, quite a few months earlier than I did. I transitioned sort of at the 18-month mark, so I transitioned off a bit later. That's the thing. The scheme is there to support you as you need it. And then when you're ready to sort of make that next step in your in your career into a permanent role and sort of start that progression, uh, 
the program will help you do that as well. And that's something that's been really good. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. you and have... something to highlight, sorry to jump in there. We, um, we've also had examples where somebody has created almost quite a unique skill set for themselves within the scheme. So we've ended up hiring them into a role that is the first type of role in the whole business as well. So, you know, if somebody has a particular set of skills that are very valuable, we can almost kind of create opportunities for them within the business as well that they can kind of bring forward. Brilliant. And I suppose so we're talking a lot about kind of hybrid roles and, and hybrid skill sets. We, you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier, actually, I kind of the example that, that Robbie's talking about is that someone who's done who's software engineering and cybersecurity to take those two disciplines and join them together, end up as a as a security software specialist or a software security yep. specialist in that kind of vein. And we've done that a few times because these the, the graduates have that base and that breadth of experience. They create very specific kind of niches and roles for themselves. I have to do very little when it comes to that kind of exiting the graduate program and moving on into a permanent role. My job is often actually to James's point of holding people back a little bit going actually have you thought about this let's get you some experience over here because of the skills that are developing because of the the unique kind of place that they're in having kind of worked across so many areas and building out that network that transition from a technology graduate role into a permanent role at ITV into a, the kind of beginnings of a career is a really natural and gentle progression that quite often involves the placement that you're working on, the team that you're working with is the one that ends up hiring you. And so that, that's true of quite a lot of our technology graduates where they get themselves into a role, into a team, they build a niche for themselves, they build a gap almost in that team. And then they fill that gap very naturally as they transition from the graduate program into the permanent role. And even have two departments sometimes who want to offer um, a permanent role in the long term as well. So, you know, there, there's also an opportunity of choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to quickly say about five-year plans. James, do you have an idea where you can see your career? Yeah, so obviously I've now just finished sort of this 18-month programme and just come into a permanent role. But what's good is even as we were sort of discussing this role, we we're already sort of talking about where I could go after this. So we're already seeing that I'll progress. Okay. So I'm currently a junior engineer. Mm -hmm. We can build up into a core engineer that has a bit more experience and then potentially into a senior. That's someone who's sort of leading their own team and sort of has a, a real expertise of knowledge in an area and sort of leading a group of other engineers to complete projects and tasks. And that's, you know, that's something that's a realistic possibility in the next, you know, five years. And do you still use Tim? Or do you, is your... That's one, that's another thing that's quite good is that even when you sort of finishing up your grad scheme, your formally grad scheme, you're still always in touch with people like Tim, people across the company that you've met, all the other graduates. You sort of keep that network of people that you know, and it means you can always pull on them for advice or questions or see where things go. It's something that's a really special part of that programme is you do get that support, not just whilst you're on the program but even as you start to transition into your permanent role I mean I've sort of worked with graduates that have been off the program now for a few years and we're still there's still sort of links between yeah. them and the grad scheme and I think that's uh, something that's very special about it yeah Tim I think you've got a lovely job <laughs> we're great you can't have it <laughs> <laughs> I just think that sounds so nice that you get to you kind of see them almost from you know day one see them on this path on this journey and then 
who probably who they start off as to who they end up at just in 18 months is probably two different people and and and, just- and beyond that as well it's that it's that continuing journey you know we're not just we're not just trying to get you your first job we're trying to make sure that we're building that foundation for that long-term career as well hopefully within itv i mean that's you know that's the the reason that rob and i robbie and i work so hard on it is to make sure that we're recruiting for the long term it's about kind yeah. of it's not just about bringing in junior people at ITV and then kind of getting them into a job and filling gaps. It's actually about making sure that we can build those long-term careers and hopefully retain those people within ITV so we can yeah. keep hold of those those skills and that knowledge and that kind of real breadth of of network, of, of, of experiences and of, and of skills. Yeah. 100%. Alfie, quickly, go on then, tell me your five-year plan if you've got one. <laughs> if you had a crystal ball. Yeah, well, so I'm a lot closer, I'm not, yeah. A lot newer, so I don't know what role I'm going to end up with no. yet. But my goal is within the next year to kind of move into a permanent role. So that would be uh, a year and six months. That's kind of my goal. And then from there, um, I would like to hopefully have another promotion by the time five years comes. So I, my plan is moving to a permanent role and then another promotion. Um, and I thought that would be pretty successful. But there's a lot of opportunities for uh, moving sideways. So who knows? I could move into a permanent role next year, and then two years time, I could move into a different permanent role. Um, because, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to keep myself like in stone about yeah. where it's going to end up. But I know that I have set goals, and I know that Tim will help me achieve those. And I'm really looking forward to it. So. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I think I was going to come back to Tim and Robbie, but to be honest, I think throughout this, we've got so many hints and tips of you know what a student needs to do. And basically all the students need to do is watch this webinar. I mean, if they want an insight <laughs> yeah. into like how to get a job and, and what to expect at um, ITV on, on the grad programme, just, just watch this. Um, I suppose so, there's one really kind of important tip I always like to, to highlight though, and it's, um, it's to treat every application as if it's the only individual application that you're making. Yeah. Um, I know it's easy for us to say it when we're reviewing your applications and we haven't made 30 of them over the last two weeks or so. But yeah, having that that kind of mindset means that you put everything you can into it and you know we'll get the best reflection of your your passion and your skills. And we can see that in those questions because they're the first things we'll be looking at. Not your not your two one, your two two or what university you're from, but you know, what you feel about the scheme. Yes. Amazing. Thank you, Robbie. No problem. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to Robbie, Tim, Alfie and James from ITV for sharing their insights with us today. I found it absolutely fascinating listening to all of you guys and just think it sounds like such a lovely environment to work in. And of course, thank you to Jessica for joining me today as well. Um, so make sure you head to the ITV Company Hub on Gradcracker now and follow yep. them to be alerted for when their roles open for applications. As I mentioned, we've got a role coming in the next couple of weeks on the AI data side and the technology graduate scheme um, later in the summer and in the autumn. Yeah. Remember this webinar will be live on their company hub tomorrow for you to rewatch and share with any of your friends that weren't able to mention to make it today. And also anyone just has an interest in ITV. Yeah. So next week, myself and Carla will be here talking to Colas Rail. So register your interest now on the Gradcraft Career Centre for that webinar. Make sure you don't miss out. It's next Thursday, same time, same place. So thank you again to ITV for joining us and I'll see everybody next week. Thank you, thank everyone. You. Thank you very much, Thanks, Sophie. Guys. Thanks. Thanks. Remember to go to the hub for the up-to-date stuff on ITV's grad scheme because that's where we update first. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Cheers. No problem. See you bye later, bye. everyone. Bye. Thank you.